Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. Today's cool fact of the day is that collagen isn't just for skin and hair. It's the matrix for your bones and it forms a part of your body's electrical system that conducts current apart from your nerves. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. You're listening to episode 10 of Upgrade to Self Radio. Today, we have an interview with anti-aging expert Bill Andrews, who's an expert on telomerase, part of your cells that get shorter every time they divide. Bill believes, after a lifetime of research, that by fixing the problem with telomerase, we can extend human lifespan very substantially. It's a fascinating interview, and I had a great time speaking with Bill. We're on with Bill Andrews. Bill's the CEO of Sierra Sciences, a premier anti-aging research company conducting research into telomeres. Bill's company has screened more than a quarter million compounds for telomerase activity in order to discover 858 telomerase inducers from 38 different drug families. He was recently in popular science as the man who would stop time and Newsweek and Discover Magazine, and he's about to go any day now onto the Today Show where you'll be able to hear even more about his new discoveries. 
We've invited Bill to the show today because the stuff he's doing is important to you if you care about being better at what you do. Staying young means you can be a better entrepreneur or a better parent or a lifelong student or a better artist. And living longer can let you gain the benefit of wisdom you gain over time without the slowing down that can happen as you age. And if Bill's right, you can have a lot more years too. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So tell us how you got into the field of aging and why you have such a focused effort on pursuing it. Well, I got in the field because of my personal interest in curing my own aging. Ever since I was a little kid, when my father first came up to me and said he didn't understand why nobody's cured aging yet, that was like 50 years ago, he says, boy, Bill, since you're so interested in science, when you grow up, you should become a doctor and find a cure for aging. And here I am. <laughs> the, uh, I've been obsessed with it ever since then. Well, I'd, I'd like to, to thank your father for pointing you in that direction. It, it's been a lifelong interest for me as well, and I, I really admire the work you've done. And that's uh, one of the reasons that uh, at the Smart Life Forum, the anti-aging uh, group that I run, uh, that we had you in, uh, I think, a couple years ago to talk about this. I, I'm really impressed with your work. Thank you. Bill, how do you define aging from a biological point of view so people can understand what we're trying to slow down here? That's a really good question because how do you separate just health-related issues from aging-related issues. I kind of think of if it's aging-related, it has something to do with some type of clock. So I believe there's a clock that must be ticking inside of us. If it's not related to some kind of clock and it's something that uh, varies from person to person, I don't really consider it uh, aging. I consider it just a health-related issue. But aging actually, it's, it, was, it gets even more complicated because aging actually affects a lot of non-aging health-related issues. So I, I kind of think there, there's a, a theoretical maximum lifespan on humans of 125 years. So anything that can cause us to exceed that uh, limit of 125 years, I would just by uh, definition in hindsight call that related to aging. Um, so it's really, it's really still a tough question how to separate the two. Uh, health-related stuff versus aging-related stuff. I can tell you that when, when somebody runs a, a seven-minute mile at 130 years old, I will know that that person is taking something that's cured their aging. I, I love that goal. That, that's, that's the type of visionary thinking that a lot of our, our listeners are, are into, and certainly I, I think that's possible, and I think it'll happen sometime. So... That said, there are a bunch of older theories of aging. I, I mean, I've talked with Aubrey de Grey lots of times, who has you know, five different theories and his, his SENS theories. How do all these other things, not just Aubrey's, but all the other theories of aging compare to the one you're focusing on? Well, first, let me say I'm a very big fan of Aubrey de Grey's. I think he's really passionate about trying to find a cure for his own aging and everybody else's aging. And he and I uh, work together, we collaborate together, uh, even though we're on different missions. I, I, I think that aging is multifaceted. There's, I think of each thing that causes aging or maybe even health-related issues, as I was discussing before, I think of each one of them as a stick of dynamite that's burning inside of ourselves. And really what's the issue is what's the stick of dynamite with the shortest fuse? And that's the one that we have to solve. So I believe there's a lot of theories on why we age. Usually when I give a presentation, I show at least 15 of them. I think the main ones are... Uh, oxidative stress theory of aging and mitochondrial dysfunction theory of aging. There's also, it's also known that uh, 
uh, gene expression changes with aging. And so there's a lot of people working on the approach of, like, can we reverse this gene change, gene expression changes, and will that reverse aging or slow aging down? And so I believe all those things need to be worked on. I, I personally believe, but you know, I can't 100% prove it, I personally believe that telomere shortening, which is I think is the number one cause of aging in humans, and is the stick of dynamite with the shortest fuse, and it's really the only true clock that exists in human cells that explain aging and explain the 125-year theoretical maximum. So I'm, I'm focusing my attention on that, but boy, I sure hope everybody else, especially Aubrey de Grey and others working on the mitochondria dysfunction and oxidative stress, I hope they're getting well-funded too so that they can get their stuff done because once I put out this fuse that I think is the shortest, there's still other fuses burning. Uh, and I'm hoping those other fuses are long enough that once we put out the telomere fuse, I will have at least another 30, 50 years to work on putting the other fuses out. I, I love the way you describe it, the shortest fuse first. I, I sort of describe my approach to all of this as, as being a biohacker because my background is in computer infrastructure, designing cloud computing things uh, for the past oh, 15 or 20 years. And I, it's exactly I love it. It's the same approach. It's the idea that says you find the first bottleneck, the thing that's going to break first, and you fix that, and then you find the next one. And what you're doing is you're saying, I think that telomeres are the most important, the shortest fuse, the first thing that's going to break, so let's fix that, and others can work on the next, pardon me, on the next uh, thing that might break. That's, that's so smart. Biohacker. I love that term. Right. <laughs> Excellent. One other sort of question that, that goes along with that is that I mean, you've been doing this for 11 years just with Sierra and obviously involved with anti-aging for longer. So the first phase of your testing was all about a DNA recombinant approach, and now you're pursuing some other paths here. Like, like help our audience understand the path that you've progressed as you work on tackling this shortest stick of dynamite that we're looking at. Well, I've had one main mission in life ever since I first learned that telomeres shorten and could be the cause of aging, and that has been a, uh, trying to figure out a way to prevent that uh, shortening of telomeres and, and actually re-lengthen telomeres. So even though I've been doing different things, they've all been directed towards that one mission. And that mission has been going on since, I think, 1993 when I first learned that telomeres could play a role in, in, in aging. Now, Sierra Sciences is uh, been around for more than 11 years. It's actually, I think, approaching 13 years now. Oh, wow. Uh, and we've been 100% focused on that. But then there's there's different ways of approaching that issue. Like a gene, any gene in the body, is is turned on and off like a light switch. And the light switch is typically found right adjacent to the gene in the chromosome. And so the question is, wh what is that switch? Where is that switch? What turns it on? and what turns it off. So our first approach was try to identify what, what it is, and then uh, we think we did a pretty good job of doing that. And then once we have defined what it is, then we try to find what the proteins are or RNA molecules or whatever that, that are involved in turning that off and on. And after uh, like seven years of working on trying to do that, we could not figure that out. And nobody else in the world has either, even though there's a lot of research labs working on that. And so we made a decision one day, I think in probably 2006, uh, maybe 2005, to 
to put that approach on hold and go to plan B. And plan B was to just say, let's, let's not try to find out what the protein is that turns the telomerase gene off and on. Let's just screen for uh, synthetic chemicals, drugs per se, that when we add it to the cells, turn it off and on. Okay, then when we find that drug that turns it off and on, what the drug would presumably bind to that protein that, that we want to identify, we can use that drug as a kind of bait on a fishing hook, uh, line hook to uh, uh, pull out that protein that is actually binding. Uh, but at the same time, the drug, even with, without, even with this, without us finding out what that protein is, that drug becomes a potential therapeutic for turning telomerase on to lengthen telomeres. So that's been our approach so far, and we've been very successful with that approach. Uh, for years, uh, even when I was first starting sciences, other scientists, key big-name scientists all over the world were telling me that that's impossible. There's no way you're ever going to find a small, molecule dro- uh, a small molecule chemical that's going to turn on the telomerase chain. So theoretically, they said, if there was such a possibility of doing that, we would have already found telomerase turned on in nature. Um, so what, what, what you've done is you've, you've absolutely used the hacker approach <laughs> to solving the problem, saying when they say it can't be done, you just you find another way and, and you keep poking at the problem differently. And the fact you found you know 858 inducers when it's allegedly impossible is it's just a beautiful thing from a, a technology perspective. I, I love that you've done that. Yeah, that's why I like this ball hacker term. But, but when we found our first, very first chemical hit, we did send it to five different labs from of scientists that had uh, said that it was impossible. They all tested it and said, hey, Eureka, it works. And so that was a really big day for us. But, yeah, we do now have close to 900 different chemicals that turn on the telomerase gene. Now, you, you've mentioned genetics here, and, and I have a, a book. Uh, Wiley's publishing my book, uh, early next year probably, and my book is about what to do when you're pregnant to use epigenetics to have a healthier, actually more intelligent, and hopefully a longer-lived child. And I, I look a lot at the exposome, the, the set of environmental triggers that you're exposed to, and the regulatory protein shield, and, and look at turning it into practical advice for people. How much of the telomere lengthening or shortening process do you think is, is genetically determined by the environment versus predetermined genetic switches? Well, let's say that... Uh... There's a lot of things that can affect telomere length. Now, a lot of people are born with very short telomeres, and that's usually due to something, something in the parents. Uh, there's things called diseases of, an, diseases of anticipation, uh, which are where, for instance, maybe a great-great-grandparent had a mutation that resulted in uh, telomerase not working very well, and therefore, during the, in the germline cells of that great-great-grandparent the telomeres actually got a little shorter. And then in the next generation, so in the great-grandparents, the telomeres got even shorter. The grandparents, they got shorter. Parents, they got shorter. And then you, they got so short that it caused you to now suffer from a a premature aging disease. Uh, That's like progeria, uh, discoteratosis congenita, uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. All those things have come under that kind of a heading. So... Now, now what what causes, sometimes it's purely genetic that causes the uh, telomerase activity to be decreased, but it can also be epigenetic, and it it sometimes doesn't have to even involve telomerase. Uh, For instance, anything that accelerates telomere shortening uh, could 
could be a problem. Telomerase can lengthen telomeres, but even if, and, or at least maintain their length, but if you're doing something to your body that can actually cause accelerated telomere shortening, the telomerase just might not be able to keep up and keep them long enough. So examples of epigenetic kind of things, especially in pregnant women, that can, in fact, you know, I don't, I don't know why we just limit to uh, pregnant women. It can also be women and men before the pregnancy. Exactly. Because the germline cells could get, get disturbed. Things like smoking. Smoking's a big problem. Smoking is well known to cause accelerated telomere shortening. Obesity is another one. Uh, lack of exercise. Depression. It's on and on. It, it's like there's right now so many publications from people finding different things that accelerate telomere shortening that it's become pretty scary because it's like you have to almost have a perfect life to keep your telomeres from, uh, to, to, keep, to prevent accelerated telomere shortening at all. I think, though, some of the more interesting ones that have been published lately is simply household income. It turns out people with higher household income have longer telomeres than people with lower household income. And I assume that has something to do with depression. Now, also, uh, pessimism, I think, is an interesting one. Pessimism uh, has recently been shown to affect telomere length. It it turns out if, if somebody goes up to somebody else and says, do you think you'll live to be 100, and that person says no, well, there's a good chance that person is not going to be just because their telomeres are short, shorter. But uh, one other interesting, very interesting sideline to that is that a study was done showing that caregivers of Alzheimer's patients actually have shorter telomeres. And so whether or not these later ones, depression, caregiving, pessimism, financial income, whether or not those affect the telomere length in the germline is unknown. They, affect, they definitely affect germline, uh, telomere length in the immune system. But, but definitely, I think, smoking and obesity and lack of exercise will affect telomere length in the germline. So be healthy. Be healthy and be happy. I think that's the best way to make certain that you don't cause any problems to your unborn child. That is, that is really, really impressive because if I heard you right, you're saying that What's happening in your mind, your, your actual, your outlook on life affects how quickly you age? Yeah, it's like anything that causes stress or inflammation. And, uh, you know, per, uh, personality traits can definitely cause stress or vice versa. But it's definitely, you want to reduce stress, oxidative stress. And, and even the st- kind of stress that your boss gives you, <laughs> that causes all kinds of infl- inflammatory and, and oxidative stress problems. It's really, really impressive uh, to hear that from someone who's done as much research as you have because the, the Bulletproof program that I've been, I built for myself and my family really, but that I've been sharing online involves reducing stress, reducing inflammation, and even specific techniques uh, derived from more like quantitative analysis of bio, uh, like heart rate stuff. Anything that lowers stress, uh, at least lowers unhealthy stress, and anything that lowers oxidative stress nutritionally or in, in your environment seems like it's a good idea, and it increases performance as well as now you're sharing with us makes you age less quickly. Uh, and I've seen other data points like that, so thank you for that. Now, assuming we could activate this telomerase enzyme to extend telomere length, what is the maximum you believe it's possible for someone to live? Well, I have no idea. That said, I mean, it, it is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody lived to be 500 years old. I, but I'm not going to say they're going to live to be 500 years old. We have no idea. All I know is that we can make human cells in a Petri dish immortal. 
uh, by all definitions that can are possible right now. We we have when we turn on the telomerase gene in human cells grown in a petri dish, there's never any signs of aging whatsoever. We act, the, the cells actually get younger, which is actually really good indication that that uh, they'll go on and on and on for a long, long time. I I I think I the highest that I will say is that I think if we can. And if we can stop telomere shortening and actually make telomeres longer, we can probably live to be 130, 150 years old, which, as I said before, would give me a lot of extra years to work on trying to find out what the other causes of aging are. So it, it sounds like if we succeed in, in your mission and in some of the other anti-aging things happening, we might not need to follow the rake as well, upload, our health, up, upload ourselves to the Internet sort of. <laughs> sort of singularity model. Uh, it tells me like you're not you're not a singularity guy. Oh yes, I am. I, when when okay. I when I speak at conferences, especially at investor conferences where there's investors in the audience, I always pitch not just for my own company but for all the other companies. And and I focus on on the things I mentioned before: oxidative stress, mitochondria dysfunction, uh, Aubrey de Grey's SENS program, the uh, gene reversal gene expression reversal programs. But in addition to that, I'm all for brain uploading. I think that's, you know, science fiction, yes, but uh, I'm pretty impressed with some of the people working on it, and I think that they are going to make some progress if they have the appropriate funding. Uh, I'm also into nanotechnology that that can help us. Maybe we can figure out a small little molecular robot that can get inside our cells and turn on telomerase or even rebuild our telomeres. And then one other thing is I'm very, very interested in uh, cryogenics. Uh, all these things, if, if everything that I'm doing right now fails to get done in time, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the first person wanting to freeze my body when I die so that somebody else can take the lead after I do, uh, after I'm gone, and uh, uh, bring me back after the telomere shortening and other aging problems are solved. So you're you're definitely then a, a full-fledged biohacker, and you've got a backup plan already in place. Yes. <laughs> well, well, let's I'm cover every base. Let's cover some of the specific things uh, that that have have come up. Uh, some of your most promising substances are actually Chinese herbs that are already used medicinally, and uh, I, obviously there's questions about resveratrol. So for those of our listeners like me who might be ahead of the curve and willing to to try some things and see what works. What are the most promising things that you can talk about? Well, right now there's only two. Every time something uh, is published or comes on the market that suggests that uh, it turns on the telomerase gene, uh, we test it. We just because you know we're, we just want to know for our own sake. Uh, but the only things that actually do turn on the telomerase gene so far are uh, TA65 and uh, you know from TA Sciences and product B from Isogenics. Uh, both of those are are natural product supplements. Uh, they are, you know, on the scale of what we want to actually accomplish with our synthetic chemicals, they're relatively weak. But I'll tell you, that's anything is better than nothing. So I believe that both those products uh, can uh, extend our lifespans a little. Okay, and uh, both surprisingly, you know, we've done uh, a clinical study on TA65 already uh, in conjunction with several other labs we did this study, and uh, uh, including Geron Corporation, who uh, developed, who discovered TA65. 
And we also have a clinical study underway with product B right now with Isagenics and, and Dreammaster Corporation. So that was underway, but the first one uh, did give some indications of possible age reversal. Even though it's relatively weak, we were able to show that the absolute shortest telomeres got longer. It's well published that short telomeres are preferentially elongated over longer telomeres. So if you have a cell that has a mixture of short telomeres and long telomeres, and you turn on the telomerase gene in those cells, uh, the shorter telomeres actually get elongated preferentially. So since these, these two products are relatively weak, we're looking at the shortest telomeres because that's the place where we can get our strongest signal. And we did with, C with TA65 see that uh, the shortest telomeres got longer. Now, that's kind of like interesting because we don't really know why telomeres have anything to do with aging. That's a big mystery all in itself, and I'll be the first one to admit that. But we just know that it's correlated, and it's, when we lengthen them, we can reverse aging, at least in human cells. It might be that it might be the abundance of short telomeres, which would correlate with average telomere length, or it might be the average telomere length. But if it is the abundance of short telomeres, then TA65 and hopefully product B can actually show some age reversal, uh, as demonstrated by telomeres. And you know, anecdotally, uh, from a lot of testimonials, there's there's a a lot of people saying that they are seeing age reversal stuff. I get emails and calls all the time from people uh, with taking TA65 and product B saying that they're seeing miraculous changes in themselves. Um, but uh, as a scientist, I try to steer away from testimonials and anecdotal data, but I'm hopefully going to have the real scientific data pretty soon. Now, what what is an average person, what are you looking at spending? Um, I know that you, you don't work for either of the companies, but I'm, I'm guessing you probably have a, an approximate. Like, how much would it cost per month to experiment on yourself with some of this stuff? Uh, well, I forget the uh, TA65, I think, is about $200 a month, $250 a month, something like that. Product B right now is about $70 a month. I see, and those are really the only two things that really experiment. If somebody wants to try taking a, quote, telomerase inducer, those are really their only two choices right now. That sounds pretty reasonable. So someone who wants to get a few extra years and is willing to take a risk that it might not work, $70 a month, is, does, you don't have to be a millionaire to do this. You can probably at least somewhat extend your life or maybe improve the quality of your life and thus your performance for a couple hundred bucks a month using yeah, the line I, of research you're pursuing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm doing it. I've got everybody in my family, all my friends doing it, I strongly recommend it. And, you know, the companies can't say this, but because of, you know, uh, restrictions on what you can claim and stuff, but I strongly believe that uh, keeping your telomeres long or decreasing the rate of shortening will have an impact on not just aging, but every single disease you can ever imagine that has anything to do with, with uh, health, especially that involves cell division. And those include cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, on and on and on, muscular dystrophy, uh, immune disorders. Even people that have AIDS will probably benefit from taking something that can extend their telomeres because of the fact that the number one cause of all the ailments from AIDS is the telomere shortening, accelerated telomere shortening in the immune cells. That's why T cells disappear in people infected with the AIDS virus. Uh, so just keeping the immune system intact there can help them, but it can help everybody. 
I, I write a lot about intelligence and performance enhancement, uh, ways you can actually safely maybe sleep a little bit less to get more time to do what you want to do without necessarily shorting, shorting your telomeres or harming your health in other ways. And it sounds to me like, like having impact on all sorts of chronic diseases that tax your performance physically and mentally for 70 to $200 a month is a pretty good bet. Yes, no, I, I agree. I, I'm with you there, uh, and uh, I, I've been I've been looking back and forth at doing uh, at using both of those substances for a while, but I think you're you just pushed me over the edge, or I'm going to have to start uh, start experimenting on myself with those in addition to all the other a quarter million dollars I've spent on myself over the last 15 years. <laughs> you know, going, going um, back to the subject of singularity just for a second. Yeah. Uh, Terry, Terry Grossman one time stated, "Live long enough to live forever," and that's really important. And so even though yes. D65 and product B are, are relatively weak, and things like vitamin D and omega-3s uh, only decrease the rate of shortening and don't lengthen shortening, those kind of things do give you a better chance of living long enough to live forever. The idea is, you know, live long enough so that you're around when somebody comes up with a cure, and then live even longer when somebody comes out with even a better cure. So. That's, that's very much the Ray Kurzweil approach, and I, I think it makes great sense. There's no doubt that the longer you live, the longer you're going to live. <laughs> so every, every day you're here, something new could come out that could change everything. Now, here's, here's the opposite of this, though. On top, you talk about oxidative stress. You talk about um, you know, all these other things that, that affect telomere length. But you're an ultra runner, right? Like, don't you do long-distance running, oxidative damaging, all that sorts of things? I, I mean, yes. isn't that counterproductive? Yes, I, run, I try to run 50, 100-mile races once a month. I'm uh, really into the spectacular type of runs like running across Death Valley in the middle of summer at 130 degrees or running through the Himalayas at 18,000 feet uh, nonstop for 138 miles. Uh, Did you do that in the Himalayas? I, I, I tried that last year. My girlfriend and I are both ultramarathon runners. Her name is Molly Sheridan. We both did it last year. Uh, I ended up having a gallbladder attack at 50 miles and had to withdraw from the race to be shipped back to the United States to have my gallbladder removed. But uh, and she and when she heard that I was in the hospital, she she dropped out of the race at 100 miles. But uh, this year she went back and did it and completed it. She just became the first American woman ever to complete that race. It's the, considered the longest, toughest, and highest ultra marathon in the world at 138 miles, 18,000 feet elevation. Uh, it was an incredible feat. But yes, I I've tried it and I'm going to I'm going to go do it next year and, and actually finish it this year next year. Now, Bill, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 59 and 90 <laughs> percent. I turned 60. I turned 60 in about a month and a half. Well, I, I have to say that that accomplishment is impressive. I, I've spent time in the Himalayas. Uh, I tried run like sprinting up a hill at 19,000 feet, and I laid on my back seeing stars for about 20 minutes afterwards. Granted, I, I hadn't been training for a marathon before that, but that is be careful. Uh, that's dangerous. Yeah, I figured it out afterwards. I, I yeah. think I kind of came closer to death than I meant to, to be honest. you got to get really, really acclimated, and there's yeah. some good ways to get acclimated to the altitude nowadays. Wow. But now, are you damaging your health when you do this long-distance running? Oh, I'm always uh, testing my health. I get blood work every six months. Very, and I, My health is just spectacular, and I think that long-distance running has a lot to do with it. Now, a lot of people would argue that Long-distance running is a good way to accelerate your aging. I, uh, I would, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's because 
of a lot of mouse studies. Mice, humans are not mice. And uh, mice suffer tremendously from oxidative stress. They don't have any telomere shortening, by the way. Uh, they don't age by telomere shortening. They age by oxidative stress. And humans have 10 times the uh, resistance to oxidative stress that mice do. That is our superoxide dismutase enzyme, which is a natural defense against free radicals, is 10 times the level of that in mouse. And several studies lately, two, one from Germany, one from Colorado, the last year, I think it has been, have recently shown that the more intense human endurance is, the longer your telomeres and the longer you'll live. And they've also were able to show that when the more intense your endurance, the higher levels of superoxide dismutase and other natural defenses against oxidative stress become. But humans, humans do that, but mice don't. So, so what you're doing is you're, you're training your, your SOD enzymes. Now, now, here's a question. You may have no comment because you, you just might not have, have tried it, but um, I use ozone therapy to train my SOD defense. Like, I, I challenge myself regularly with ozone, which has a bunch of other health, that's actually kind of miraculous effects. Have you seen anything about ozone therapy and telomere length? Oh, not about telomere length, but I've, I've read, I've seen a lot about ozone therapy. Um, the uh, uh, and, and I would say I'm probably not in a position yet to really say one one way or another about it, but I have to say that there's logic to it. Let's move more into the, quote, selfish motivation. Uh, tell us, how much money do you need to fully fund your research? I mean, this is groundbreaking stuff. I mean, I, I work with venture capitalists all the time. There's plenty of investment money out there. I, is it coming your way? What, what do you need? Well, it goes in phases. You know, we, we, it, we spent about $33 million getting to where we are right now. And that's only since Sierra Sciences got started. Even at Geron Corporation, we spent a lot of money there, too. But right now, take us to the next step to take some of these hits that we have to make them even more potent uh, and, let's say, less toxic, too. Some of them are toxic. Uh, we need to do medicinal chemistry and mechanism of action studies. And we've put a plan together. That's going to take about another $40 million. And that's going to cover our research for the next uh, up, up until where we enter into preclinical and clinical studies. And so we, we uh, think that that's going to take one to three years after we get uh, the funding to be able to enter preclinical and clinical studies. And Have you uh, considered, so have you considered but, doing this completely outside the U.S. to avoid all the clinical study regulatory stuff, just doing it in India where there's a million people or, or sorry, a billion people or in China where oh, yeah. you probably do this in half the time? Absolutely, we've considered it, but it's, we're not there yet. We're not at a point where we uh, need to start doing clinical studies. I, I think we're going to wait and see how the FDA responds to our request to do clinical studies. Uh, they've been pretty negative in the past, stating that aging is not a disease and that science should be focused on extending, you know, adding years to life, not, not uh, adding uh, life to years, not years to life. Um, but I, I, we're finding out that telomere, extending telomeres does both. So hopefully by the time we actually have something to take into clinical trials, the FDA will be a little more enthusiastic about the thing and, and, and maybe help us accelerate this through the FDA process. I, I love the way you put that in. It's undoubtedly, in my mind, the things that add life to your years are also the things that add years to your life. And yeah. trying to only do one of the two doesn't seem to work very well. And who wants to live a long time if you're not living? So we, we, <laughs> it, have, to, exactly. we have to add life to years, too. 
Well, well, Bill, thank you so much for your time today. Can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about what you're doing, um, especially if they're listeners who uh, have millions of dollars they want to invest? <laughs> well, our we, we we have two websites. There are actually two two URL two, uh, two websites that actually are the same website. One is www.sierrasci.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-C-I.com. The same website can be gotten to using an easier to remember website name, and that's www.cureagingordietrying.com. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> half the dashes in there or not half the dashes in there, but because of our funding limitations right now, we don't keep the website up to date uh, 100%, but uh, still people can get contact information there. Now, I also have a email address that I've created some months ago, just because of so when I give presentations or radio interviews and stuff, if people have questions, they can write to me specifically to ask me the questions. And they and the website the the email address is appropriately questions for Bill at yahoo.com. Anybody that needs who's got questions or advice or even uh, wants to invest or or uh, knows of a potential investor, uh, go ahead and email me at uh, questions for Bill. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S-F-O-R-B-I-L-L at yahoo.com. Bill, we will put links to your address and to your website in our show notes, and we'll have a full transcript of this uh, typed out within the next couple of weeks that we'll also post on the site so people can find it and people can read it if they don't want to listen. Uh, so we'll make sure that people can get in touch with you for that. And if uh, people have questions about... Uh, general life extending or performance enhancing stuff. We also answer some of those things on our site, but we're certainly no experts in telomeres like you, which is why we had you on the show. Thanks again for sharing your knowledge and thanks for your passion and for the work you've done for, for many years to promote general wellness in people everywhere. Yeah, well, thank you very much. And I, I hope everybody's prepared. The planet's going to go under undergo a very big change very soon. Thank you, Bill. As a reminder... You can find links to everything we talked about in the show notes at bulletproofexec.com. If you enjoyed this and you found it valuable, I'd really appreciate it if you could help us by leaving a positive ranking on iTunes so other people can find the show. Thanks again. Take care. See you soon. If you haven't had a chance to check out our upgraded aging formula, it's worth a look. It's an amazing molecule you can take that helps you to mimic the effects of caloric restriction. You're probably already practicing bulletproof intermittent fasting. Adding something like upgraded aging formula helps your body to get the benefits of reducing calories without actually reducing calories. On top of that, upgraded aging formula helps your brain deal with large levels of glutamate, which is something that causes toxicity in the brain. So it helps a healthy brain stay healthy. It also has other very positive effects on maintaining healthy blood sugar levels and on other aging risk factors. This was the only supplement I've ever come across that very clearly impacts four different facets of aging. That's why I call it Upgraded Aging Formula, and it's available on UpgradedSelf.com. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. 
The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.